If you're committed to transitioning to a new role outside of the classroom, let me give you some advice. Don't try to navigate this journey all on your own. The Teacher Career Coach course will walk you step-by-step through the entire process. When you sign up, you'll get help picking your career path, have access to a library of transition resumes for teachers written by a professional, and even gain access to a list of hundreds of companies that hire teachers. Most importantly, you'll join our exclusive private community to collaborate with others and network. I've dedicated my time putting together templates and resources to create the most thorough program to help save you time. Learn more about the Teacher Career Coach course at teachercareercoach.com forward slash course. After leaving teaching because of some serious burnout, she vowed to build the community she wished existed when she needed it most. She went from classroom teacher to an educational consultant, instructional designer, and six-figure business owner. Now, she's here to help you achieve happiness and work-life balance, whether inside or outside the classroom. Come join our discussion as we talk about managing teacher burnout, career transitions outside the classroom, starting a side hustle, and everything in between. Here's your host of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast and your new personal cheerleader, Daphne Gomez. Welcome to the Teacher Career Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Daphne Gomez. So you're stuck in this rut and you know that what has been going on in your current situation just really isn't working out for you anymore. It is time for you to start something new and fresh to put yourself out there on the market and attract something that's a better fit for you. This huge change in your life's direction is exciting and terrifying all at the exact same time. And while this may sound like I'm describing getting back into the dating scene, I've realized over the years while helping thousands of teachers transition into their new careers, just how similar dating and career hunting can be. In this episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast, I'm going to share five ways that your job search is just like dating. And I think that number five is one of the most important ones. So please make sure that you stay until the very end of this episode to hear it. The very first way that the job search is like dating is that the longer you've been in a relationship or a job, the harder the adjustment may be. And for many of us, teaching was like a marriage. Even if you were only a teacher for a short amount of time, you went into it expecting it to be your forever career. So having whiplash from the immediate change and direction is totally normal and expected. You thought something was perfect for you, and now you may be realizing that it was actually toxic for you, and this is going to take some time to heal and adjust from. This is one of those questions I receive so often. It's, why is this so much harder mentally than I thought it would be? And while there are so many factors at play here, teaching is one of the few professions that so many are willing to wait until their final breaking point until they actually leave. Because when we went into this profession, we wanted it to work out for forever. We know how important teachers are, how our absence from the profession impacts those we love, and leaving or making this huge decision is going to be so challenging for many of us. But for those who have been in the profession for longer, it might actually take longer to heal from the pain than those who have been in the position for only a few years. And I am not saying that adjusting to new roles and learning new skills is going to be easier for those newer teachers. That is not where I'm going with this. 
Every single one of my audience listeners from teachers with two years experience to 20 years experience are going to have their own unique strengths that they bring to the table. So listening to this, I want you to know that you are special and talented and adaptable and stronger than you probably realize. But for those of you who have been in the classroom longer, in addition to different challenges to overcome, you may struggle a little bit longer with actually picking a new path that resonates with you in the way that teaching did. I once heard someone describe big changes in direction like the Titanic, which had been moving in one direction with all of its weight and force for quite some time. Ships do not turn fast. And if you have been going in one direction for a while, it's going to take some time and patience to turn entirely around. You'll need to know where you're going and just have patience in getting there. And I know how hard this can be. It's so easy to think that something's wrong with you, to blame yourself, to look in the mirror with disgust and just say like, oh, why can't I get over this? Just give yourself some grace and know that this is expected. It is going to take some time to heal and process this. For those of you who have been in the classroom for longer, it's never too late to change paths. So if you are letting your age be the factor that holds you back, like if you're saying phrases like, I'll be X years old by the time I do that, I recently had someone share something that someone told them to combat this. And they said, you're going to be that old, whether you do it or whether you don't, will you be happy if you don't? Or will you regret never trying? And I thought that that was such a great uh, way to think about it. But this is also not downplaying the financial impact leaving a pension close to retirement may have. And while I never want to discourage anyone to stay somewhere they're truly miserable based on finances, I also want to make sure you have as much information as possible to help you make an informed decision based on your own circumstances. I'll be creating future podcast episodes about career trajectories outside of the classroom and those salaries that pay a little bit higher, but that is not my focus for this particular episode. I do want to make sure though, if you haven't yet watched my video that helps you evaluate whether or not to stay based on your pension, no matter what phase you are in as a teacher, just check it out at teachercareercoach.com forward slash pension video. While I have heard many stories of luck in both love and career where someone just happens to find the right person or the right job just gets offered to them while they're sitting at you know, their favorite brewery, that's not usually the case. In both of these situations, you usually need to be clear on what you want and be actively looking for it. So you're going to need to know what you're looking for, and it probably is going to take a lot of soul searching to figure it out. Many people may start with kind of like a generic, I want any career out of teaching. And, you know, that is a start, but it's so vague. No one can really help you with that direction. It's like saying, you know, I'm open to dating anyone but Steve. It would be better if you were more specific where it's something around the lines of, I like to be in a role where I train adults or create the training resources for adults. That way people can hear that and understand what you're looking for advice on, whether or not they know any people who have similar positions they can put you in touch with. That is a much more clear start. You can always refine this and have more specifics or add flexibility as you see fit, 
But if you haven't yet narrowed your search, it's time for you to really focus on that. You may want to take our free career quiz at teachercareercoach.com forward slash quiz and see what types of positions fall into the areas you're the most aligned with. If you are very picky, it might take you a little bit longer to find a new partner and a new role, and that is totally okay. This isn't a decision that should be made quickly and without a lot of thought, but you have to be realistic about the more limitations you put on what that new role or new partner is, the longer it may be until you find that perfect fit. Things you should start to think about, how far the commute will be, if you're willing to have a commute at all, or if it has to be entirely virtual. What's your firm starting salary? And don't forget to factor in things like pay time off, matching 401k, a true 40-hour work week, commissions, and other benefits that you wouldn't potentially have with your teaching salary. But you want to have these up front ready to go so you know which ones are good fits and which ones you're going to walk away from. Jonathan and I first met on the dating site OkCupid, and I remember seeing his profile, and on top of being handsome, I immediately noticed we had many similar interests. Our musical tastes were similar. He liked many of the same films as me. I think we both said something about Paul Thomas Anderson on our profiles. We have the same political beliefs. We love hiking. We both love dogs, and I was just immediately crushing on him hard after he sent some videos of himself singing songs to his dog, Charles. Our commute was two to three hours to see one another, even to go on our very first date. I was actually open to dating someone long distance. I was planning on moving outside of my hometown and was open to meeting people in new cities. But if distance was a deal breaker for either of us on OkCupid, we would have never matched with one another. We actually dated very casually long distance for about eight months before I moved near him, and that's when we officially started dating. Other people may have wanted something serious immediately, someone local to spend their every moment with, but this worked best for both of us where we both were at that moment in our lives. Everyone has different firm non-negotiables, and it's okay if yours are different than other people's. Just make sure to evaluate yours and see if they are true non-negotiables or just created out of fear and that they're not just blocking you from any opportunities that may be good for you just because they're a change or different than what you imagined. Now, the second way that I found a career hunt is just like dating is all about how you present yourself. You have to learn to talk about yourself and present yourself in a manner that best attracts the results that you crave. If you are seeking a job opportunity, you don't want to come across desperate or like someone who's dwelling on the past in the same way you wouldn't really want to do that on a first date. You know, there is a difference between being very interested in a role and excited or coming across desperate and sending an email to the hiring managers every two days or figuring out what their phone number is and starting to call and leave voicemails. On my OkCupid profile or on my first date with Jonathan, I didn't mention my past toxic relationships, but oh, do I have stories. You know, we all have pasts, we all have hurts, but you have to be selective on how and when you address them. I wouldn't recommend using your LinkedIn to air your grievances about the teaching profession 
any more than I would advise you to use your dating profile to rant about how Steve didn't tell you he loved you as much as you deserved, how he never wanted to have kids, even though he knew how important that was to you, and how you also may have suspicions that he may have not been faithful to you. Even though these are perfectly human emotions to feel, and I totally have your back on feeling them, there is a time and a place. You know, once Jonathan and I knew one another better, we did talk in detail about our past relationships, what made them fail, what we learned from them, and how we grew. But any dramatic mention of an ex too soon can leave you curious if they're still hung up on that person, if they haven't gotten over it, or if they're truly the traumatic one. You know, I recently saw a copy and pasted message that a former teacher had written for other teachers on how to address why they were leaving the classroom for interviews. It was written by someone who had the biggest heart and wanted to help support this audience, but there were many parts of this resource that jumped out to me with my experience working with hiring managers directly. There were phrases in it like, couldn't thrive while being micromanaged, that so many are going to view as red flags. While I do not doubt for a second this is true for you, the interview or the first date isn't the place to come across angry or defensive or pointing fingers. And if you haven't listened to episode 34 of the podcast about interviewing outside of the classroom, I would also recommend jumping over to that episode after finishing this one. So number three, you don't want your only networking to be with others in your same situation. This isn't, you know, a game of the bachelor. And this is one of the very common things I see teachers doing, especially on LinkedIn. They just add hundreds of other teachers who are all in the middle of a career transition. They're all interested in similar roles. I'm not putting this strategy down because I love this. And having a community to learn and grow with is so strong, especially for motivation, but you don't want to be in the exact same spaces as everyone else. You have to start networking and branching out to areas where only you have ends, to people only you have connections with, and those who are actually in the positions you want to be and have been there for a while, not those who are making the jump at the exact same time. Having a community to hold you accountable and to learn with and to keep you motivated is so important, but just make sure this is not your only strategy and this is not the only way that you are networking. And another piece of advice is when you are on LinkedIn and you are talking to other people, you don't want to leave comments or posts that are questions that are easily Googleable. So you don't wanna be asking for first date tips publicly where you're searching for matches and they're going to be able to see that you don't know what you're doing. Now, for those of you in the private teacher career coach course community, I always recommend you put questions in there as opposed to on your LinkedIn profile where hiring managers will potentially be able to see them as your last activity. Number four is a huge one. Other people are going to have a lot of advice on what you should or shouldn't do and not all advice is created equally. If when I was single, my mom suggested I date anyone, I could pretty much tell you matter-of-factly that the person would be the exact opposite of who I would really truly be interested in. 
Or there were coworkers of mine who always tried to get me to date this rich guy who after meeting, I realized had the personality of someone that you would only be able to describe as wealthy, but they insisted that that was the quality that I should be looking for in a partner. But then at the same time, some of these same people were able to offer really great solid advice for helping us keep our marriage strong for our wedding day. My point is that some advice is going to be need to be taken with a grain of salt, depending on what you actually need support with. So maybe your loved ones don't accept who you choose to love or what you want to do, and they continue to push you in the wrong direction. Many are going to try and fit you into a box that you just don't fit into. Some people may tell you that you can't quit teaching because you're such a great teacher, Or other former teachers might tell you that you should definitely go into instructional design or definitely go into corporate training because that's what they fell into. But if it doesn't click with you in the same way, follow your gut on that as well. A job title does not define you or make you who you are. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of your new job title. It only matters that your needs are met and that you are happy. So who you love or what you do for a living is not anyone else's business, but yours. You also may need to evaluate who you're taking advice from, because while you may be getting great advice like I did on my wedding day when everything was going great, there is also going to be a lot of bad advice out there for when times actually truly get tough. Going back to that interview advice that was floating around, I am 99.9% certain it was not written by someone who had experience in actually interviewing others. It was someone who was just trying to help others and creating the resources that they think would be helpful for this community. You need to figure out who's who when you are listening to outside voices that are guiding you because there are many people who are giving career coaching advice who are not qualified to give career advice in the same way that you may be getting relationship advice from those who aren't qualified or necessarily giving good relationship advice. If you are truly in a crisis, I would always recommend that you seek expert advice, like a certified couples therapist, before just listening to a friend who has a lot of opinions or seeking out the advice of a stranger on the internet who states that they've been in a great relationship for three months. Those who are truly qualified to give interviewing and resume writing advice have held experienced positions in recruiting or human resources positions. A customer success manager, for example, is not going to have the same level of experience as someone in HR who sources the resumes to select the top candidates for positions. You can use someone in a non-recruiting or HR role, like a customer success manager, to learn what their day-to-day looks like, what skills you should learn to help you stand out for that particular role, You may get great marriage advice from someone who has never been married in the same way that you may get great advice from someone who isn't in charge of interviewing or resumes in their position. But you also do run the risk of getting advice that has been, you know, passed down from person to person and ends up being a game of telephone. And that could potentially be blocking you from opportunities if it's not the right advice. And this is something that I've seen happen in the past before. 
You can always evaluate their past positions and job history on LinkedIn and see if they're truly the right person to be giving you this advice. You are not going to be the LinkedIn police here. You do not need to tell them to stop giving the advice. It's just up to you who you follow or trust for specific parts of advice. If you are looking for qualified advice on best practices for resume writing, I recommend listening to episode 29 of the Teacher Career Coach podcast, where we interview our resume writer with 10 plus years in recruiting and HR experience. This is my very final reason. And remember, I said this is the most important one. The last way that a career hunt is like dating is understanding that no matter what, rejection is going to hurt. No matter how much you think you're prepared for this, it's going to sting. And when you decide to start to put yourself out there again, you're most likely going to face some level of rejection. Some job rejections are going to hurt you far more than you thought they were going to. And some days, rejection just in general is going to hit you much harder than it did the week before. At some point, you are probably going to think it is just you, that you will never find the right fit. But that is not true. Everybody is going to go through this phase. It is part of the entire process. And it's just the imposter syndrome that we actually face as people going through any sort of change like this. Keep searching and growing and learning and the right match will come along for you. Every time you get a rejection that hurts, give yourself a treat for being brave and facing it. So get a rejection Watch a movie that just came out or go on a walk in a garden that brings you joy or paint your nails. Every time you get rejected, you're going to be stronger for it. Realize that the person that is rejecting you is not your person. The role is not your role. And the best part of this entire process is when you find the right fit for you, you're going to feel more like yourself than you have ever felt in your entire life. You'll realize that all of these rejections were directing you to exactly where you needed to be. And I know that this is so hard to see in the middle of the struggle. I can promise that it can happen for you too. The unfortunate reality of this is there is no guaranteed timeline of when it will happen. Everyone here is on their own unique journey and there are far too many factors at play depending on where you live, what jobs you're applying for, how often you're able to dedicate your time to your search. All of these things can change the timeline, but it will happen for you if you just do not give up. The only way that you truly fail is if you stop looking altogether. If you find the Teacher Career Coach podcast helpful and you want to just help support our mission to support others during this time, post about it on Instagram or Facebook. Just help us spread the word that this free support exists. Every day we have DMs from so many teachers who are grateful that they found this page and this community to help them. And your support helps this community grow stronger. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the very next episode of the Teacher Career Coach Podcast.